Welcome to Share That Ord Podcast coming your way, episode 571. How to balance relationships with steroid use. So this one, we're going to talk about this. It's a really, really good topic. We got a lot of people who come on the forums, Mobster, and they complain. Uh, women who come on the forum complain about men. Men come on the forum complain about women. On cycle, they have problems. You've got changes when you use steroids, both for males and females. We've had females... Uh, say they, you know, they're running stuff and they're changing, you know, the way they feel and all this stuff. So it's very, very interesting topic. We got a lot to cover. I bring you in first, monster. What are your first thoughts on this topic? I tell you, the first one that occurs to me, Steve, pretty much every single time I've seen this, and there's a bunch of other things that come up as well. But the first one that occurs to me is nine times out of ten, Steve, they haven't told the partner that they're using PEDs. Not, they haven't mentioned that they're using steroids. Listen, guys and girls, I get it. If you've got kids or other people around the house and you have to put that stuff off to one side in the garage, in the cool box, in the fridge, keep it somewhere else, keep it at a buddy's house or so on and so forth, especially if the wife, partner, girlfriend, whatever, says, listen, I don't want that stuff around the kids. I'm okay with you using it, but I don't want it around the kids. That's fine. But here's the thing that I see a lot of Steve, is they don't tell the partner at all. It's like a big secret. And I know that you will agree with me on this. Guys, if you are lying or if you are hiding your PDs, I mean, come on. If you have any kind of success on cycle, you suddenly get bigger and more muscular. You suddenly get a lot stronger. You suddenly become more aggressive or whatever or assertive or whatever. Your voice deepens. If you're a girl and you start to get a beard and stuff, you think the partner's not going to notice this shit. And then why? Why are you lying? This is a person that you, if you would question, especially the reason for living, if I sat in front of you and I said, who's this person to you? They're, going, they're my partner, they're my girlfriend, they're my boyfriend. I love them. So you love them, but you don't tell them the truth. It, it should be, and if it's an issue of education, educate them. If it's a massive, massive, I don't like this whole stuff. See, sometimes I say, oh, you can't do that because if you love me, you're not allowed to do it. That's a, that's a bit of bullshit as well. So that's, that's, that's number one right there, Steve. What do you think on that before we get into the rest? Yeah, that's an interesting take on it. That That is definitely an issue that comes up, not being honest with each other. Look, you're not going to hide things from a partner when you're living with them, especially women. I mean, if I, I move, if I, if I move a piece of furniture, like even two inches, you know, Women will, will know it. They'll, they'll be like, why would you move that? You know, it's it's like they, they can sense everything. So you're not going to be able to hide stuff like in your closet. So you might as well just come out and say it. Because you'll be hiding steroids and syringes and, and needles and stuff. And she comes across that box. You know, th- it's going to be a problem. Like, why are you hiding it? It's not that you have it. It's why are you hiding it? There's two different things. Yes. So and they're going to go crazy, Steve, because you're finding this. You suddenly realize that you're being lied to and all the rest of it. You haven't even hinted yeah. at what you're doing. Is he taking other drugs? Are, are they getting high when I'm not here? Who are these drugs? Yeah. Do they belong to someone else? All of that kind of yeah. stuff. So that's that's right right up there. Now, here's the thing as well, right? So what we sometimes see, and this is a kind of common complaint, I'll get Steve to jump in on this one as well, is what people talk about personality change. And now Steve mentioned something in the pre-show. I think Steve thought I'd been married. I haven't. But I have had partners who knew I was taking performance enhancing drugs because I didn't hide it. So what I've been accused of a couple of times, and it's normally when there's some other kind of crap going on in relationships, Steve, is very rarely down to the PDs. In fact, I don't think it is at all, but we will be talking about trends shortly. Um, where 
some people, not all users, will become more assertive. And we've talked about this before. When we say guys that have got low testosterone levels that are on CRT suddenly feel like they've got PEP. They've got they've got zap. There's something extra going on in their life. And this is just a natural, normal effects of testosterone, which should be on CRT at a level that would have normally been produced by their body. And it's the reasons why politicians are on CRT. It's the reasons why salesmen are out there kicking ass and so on and so forth. And they do these things and other drugs for that matter, Steve, but we're talking about testosterone and PEDs because it gives them that kind of sort of, yeah, I'm going to take on the world kind of energy. Now, if you are a normally kind of passive person, and you start sounding more assertive and answering back or whatever, then that personality change. And, of course, that could be an issue. Why shouldn't it be an issue? If the person that joined with you become your partner and you live with them or whatever, you're in a relationship with them, suddenly sees this different personality, this other side to your personality, then they're going to ask questions. Now, in the normal set of circumstances, Steve, it might be because you're stressed. It might be because of someone in your family that's become ill. It might be because you're worried about losing your job. And that would be kind of normal too. So they're going to ask questions. They're going to bring it up. We see this on the forum, Steve. Now, I'm going to get Steve to jump in here because we want to talk about specifically trend and how that probably seems to have more of an effect. I think Steve's called this, and I'll let him say this himself again, a, a, a relationship tester. It's the one that kind of fucks things up more than anything else. Talk about trend, Steve. So we talked about it on a pre-show, Mobster, and I Mobster was like, you know what, Steve? I've never had an issue with relationships. Mobster is a big teddy bear. He's a mild-mannered guy. But it's not about being mild-mannered. I told him, I was like, dude, it's because you've never used trend. You know, all these other steroids are very different. You've used all these other steroids, but you've not used trend yet. I said, look, with trend with me, every relationship I've been in, trend has ruined my relationship. It's it's led to a breakup. It's 100%. Because what happens when you're on trend is because you want to go and, and explore other. It turns you into a uncivilized person when it comes to the way you're thinking about stuff. So for me, it's like, I wanted to go bang other women. So I was, I, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, when you're on it, that's how you feel. You want to go. It turns you into like a wild dog or a wild cat or a bobcat. You know, you want to, you want to bang different women, you see? So that's why it's been a relationship killer for me. Also it's changed you know, my attitude, you know, and the way I'm talking to my spouse, the way I'm talking to my girlfriend, whatever. And it's made me, you know, say things that I shouldn't say. It made me maybe insensitive about certain things. There's all kinds of different things that it's it, that it did. So that's kind of ruined relationships. Uh, when I did it, I kind of feel bad because there was a two year episode where for, the, for that two years, I was pretty much using trend every cycle. And I probably ran train like four or five cycles within that two years, which is which is too much, by the way. So um, trust me on that. It was it was going overboard. But the poor girl who I was living with at the time, she had to put up with my bullshit, you know, and she actually, you know, I touched base years later and I asked her, I was like, you know, what, what do you think? I was like, look, I'm, I'm, you know, what do you think about a relationship? Why do you think a relationship didn't work? And uh, she said, look, it's Steve because you had a temper. And I was like, wow. I was like, that's fucking crazy because I don't have a temper. Like if you ask any girls that I've dated, you know, over the past five years, because I haven't used trend in five years, they'll say, oh, no, he didn't have a temper. If anything, it was the opposite. It's like I would purposely try to piss him off and he wouldn't get pissed off, just like the way mobster is. 
But when it was on, but I was kind of shocked because I never even noticed it when I was on trend. But looking back, you know, I did have a temper and I would, you know, I'd blow up over things and I, you know, get very prissy over things that I normally wouldn't. So the thing with trend is it is such a great nutri nutrient partitioner that you get hangry on it. If you're more prone to that, you'll get hangry. So when you get hangry, okay, which is hunger and angry mixed in, you see what I did? Hangry, H-A-N-G-R-Y, hangry. And that's what would happen. So let's say I'll give you an example. One time I was at a restaurant and the I was having a me Mexican restaurant and they brought out the food, but they didn't bring me the uh, tortillas to wrap the food in. So I got really pissed off, really pissed off. To the point where I not only pissed off the waitress because I was very, very impatient and hangry and I wanted to eat my uh, fucking fajitas. I got I got impatient with the girl I was on a date with and she got angry at me. She storms out the door and, you know, I have to go run after her. But that's a perfect example of how trend can change your mentality and why it's a relationship killer. Because it, make, it makes you, you know, do things and say things that you wouldn't normally do. So that's an example or it makes you hangry. It also like when you don't sleep good on it, it can make you angry because you're not you're not sleeping good on it. It can make you, you know, feel a certain way. So that's one of those things that you have to kind of realize. I always tell guys it's better on trend to run it when you're single. Don't run it when you're in a relationship because it is truly a relationship killer. Go ahead, mobster. Yep. Yeah. So I want to touch on the kind of things you can do. To, to balance it, as we said in the topic title, is in the podcast title. So, right, number one, and we've already kind of touched on this already, be open about your use, guys. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll say, listen, tell the woman, tell your partner, tell whoever that you want to compete, that you want to look amazing for the beach, you want to look amazing for a photo gig that's coming up. But in my case, Steve, would have been because I want to get to my absolute best of strength for, for a competition. Now, I've, I, let me touch on something because I've actually had to deal with this again. Right, so I've got a competition coming up, and I've literally sat the person down and explained that, especially in the last couple of weeks before the competition, Steve, I'm going to be tired. I'm probably going to be hangry, like you said. There's going to be, I'm going to be irritable because I'm tired. I'm deliberately, and we discussed this in the previous show, overtrained. So I'm going to have some of those symptoms of overtraining, Steve, which includes that kind of irritability, not being able to sleep properly, and so on. And I'm deliberately doing this with performance enhancing drugs in order to super compensate a few days before the competition. A super compensation, guys, very quickly, is that I overtrain deliberately. I stop training for four days. A couple of days it takes me to kind of recover. By the day three, I'm fully recovered. By day four, I really, really want to go to the gym and smash the weights. And, of course, that's the day of the competition. So what's going to happen? As I'm focused, when you're doing a competition, especially if you've got a day job as well, you're going to be doing the day job and just about getting through the eight or 10 hours or whatever it is that you're doing. And then you're in, in the gym. You're also, especially for example, if you're competing as a, a bodybuilder, you're eating less food or you're not eating any kind of comfort food. And it's all about your appearance versus how you feel. So any top professional bodybuilder who's been in absolutely amazing shape will tell you that as often as not, and this is, the, I'm not exaggerating when I say this, they feel like death. They just want to lie down. They just want to eat. And can you imagine if you're in that situation and you've got a bunch of performance enhancing drugs, diuretic, EMP, clean, God knows what else, floating through your competitive cycle system, you're not going to feel good. 
So it takes a super understanding partner who's fully involved, quite often supportive in this particular regards. Because in the end, he's only like that for the last two weeks. Once we get the competition done, we go out, we eat ice cream, we have some burgers, he feels great. And then here's a the thing that actually top pros used to do, Steve. They would take the partner, the kids, whatever, on holiday and chill and make up the time that they'd missed out. Because, again, if you're competing, especially, guys, as I was, and you're using performance on arson drugs, you've got that crazy focus, you've got that crazy dedication, you've got that tunnel vision, you have thoughtfully, in my case, explained what that's like. And I've still had to deal with bullshit, Steve, to the point of, on one occasion, in the case of my partner then saying, listen, if, if it goes, if it all kicks off, if you start, giving me shit about other stuff, you will not go with me to the competition because you know how important this. We've had this conversation. I try not to be an arsehole. I'm trying to realise that I'm going to be kind of like this. I've warned you it's going to happen. And now literally two or three days before the competition, Steve, we're having one of those conversations. And I was like, right, I'm going to arrange for someone else to go with me to the competition to get me there, do my shit, win my prize, and please God, there's still a relationship to come back to. So, yeah. Give us a few ideas on how you would cope with this situation, Steve. If you was in a relationship now, as I know you are, but without the trend, <coughs> excuse me, what would you do if you was advising someone else on how best to deal with these kind of situations? What's your thoughts? So, you know, I used to compete in iron in um, triathletes, right? Triathlons. I used to train with Ironmen. Those, these guys have been doing it since they were like five, four or five years old. I mean, these guys started out like running around the neighborhoods holding bricks. These guys started out swimming across, you know, in oceans for miles. I mean, these guys started from a young age. I started later and I got into it. And although I really enjoyed it, I was really competing more local shows. But these guys would go to Hawaii. They compete in the Ironman and stuff like that. So I trained with some of these guys. And really, I watched Mobster over the course of, of time, their relationships suffer. I've watched guys shockingly, you know, divorce. And when I would see them interacting with their spouses, I could tell there wasn't a relationship there. They're so obsessed with their training that they don't dedicate any time to their spouse. You kind of touched on it. So here's my advice in that situation. You need to, number one, have an understanding spouse. But number two, you've got to dedicate time to your spouse every week. Um, it's, I don't know. I can't say how long that needs to be. And I can't say if it needs to be once a week or twice a week, but it has to be amount of time you've got to dedicate. I would say like two, three hours on, you know, the weekend, if you guys both are off on the weekends and I understand you have, you know, a lot of errands to do on the weekends and all this stuff. If you work a normal nine to five job during the week, but you need to dedicate, you know, three hours to spend time with your spouse, okay, in this situation. Because during the week, you're working a normal job and then you're training for whatever you got to going on in the evening, right? And that takes time. So you get home, you're tired, you can't spend time with your spouse. If your spouse wants to do it, you know, on a daily basis, and you're too tired because of your workout to do it on a daily basis, it's gonna be a problem. It's not gonna be a match, you know? And it's obviously gonna strain the relationship and strain the marriage. So it is a huge problem. But if you can just dedicate, like I said, I can't tell you, it may be once a week for, for three hours, spending, you know, having dinner together, having quiet time together, hiring a babysitter for the kids, whatever. 
twice a week, three times a week, four times a week. I can't say how long it needs to be, mobster, but you have to do it. You have to come to an agreement, yeah, that we're going to spend time together no matter what. Because if you get in the habit of just ignoring each other, oh, I'm too busy. I don't have time to spend with you. I don't have time for intimacy. I don't have time for some romance. Then that becomes a habit. And suddenly you're only spending, you know, once every two weeks together, then once every three weeks together, once every four. And then you get to the point where you're only having intimacy with your spouse a few times a year and life is too short. You know, that's the whole, you know, that's like a waste, you know? So don't overwhelm your life with having kids would be my advice. I would say a lot of marriages, once they start having kids, things change drastically. Um, you won't hear anybody who have kids who said our relationship got stronger after we have kids. That's a very, very big mistake. We've seen this a lot with people. They're like, we don't get along. We fight a lot. So we're going to go ahead and have kids because if we have kids that will draw us closer together. That never happens. You, you, that it, it gets worse from there. It doesn't get better. And most people with kids, they're, they won't say that. Because society says you're not allowed to say that. And it is wrong to say that because now you're blaming your kids for your failing marriage. But at the end of the day, my advice is don't have kids, you know, because kids will take more time away from you. And now you're trying to juggle a job, this endeavor of training, and you're trying to balance satisfying a wife and, and spending time with her who is going to demand certain things from you, you know? And emotionally and physically demand things from you as she should. And she's going to demand the same from you. And you're not going to be able to provide it. And she's not going to be able to provide it. So it's an issue. And um, I personally think, you know, that you have to, um, you know, modern society is not the same anymore. It's not like it used to be where, you know, you, the, the wife, you know, stayed home all day. She waited for you to come home and she was ready to satisfy you in all ways you wanted. Now everybody works and um, you know, we have to because we demand bigger houses. We demand three cars. We demand a boat. We demand, you know, sending our kids to the best schools. Um, so we got to live in a good neighborhood or we got to send them to a private school, et cetera, et cetera. So there's different pressures now in society where it's just not going to be plausible to to do all that and and be able to take care of the other person both physically and, and emotionally so really i would say don't have kids that's that's going to be the the key there this way you can dedicate that time that you'd be spending on your kids to your spouse go ahead monster yeah so one of the things i think is a kind of issue Stephen. we could talk about this a little bit uh, without being too crude is the sex thing so Okay, and this, this is not every single person. I've actually said on occasion online that when it comes to using steroids or whatever else, I'm more chilled and relaxed. Uh, versus, I can think of all the times I've had fights or rows or arguments or whatever with partners or anybody else and have never been on performance enhancing drugs. Nearly every single, I think every single time, not nearly every single time has been off cycle. So that says a lot about the, what, the drugs that I've used, but also how I am when I'm taking the drugs. Equally, I'm not every joke. So I know that for some of our listeners and some users that we see on the forums, the issue is sex, quite simply, whether that's looking at more porn 
uh, or, or as Steve said on trend, you're looking elsewhere. You get horny when you see a, a, a nicely shaped car or, or a chair leg or something like this, that you become a horn dog, that you're looking around all the time. Equally, if you're out and you're not distracted because of your job or whatever else, then you come home, you're, you're, you're pressing yourself up against your significant other 24-7, Steve, as much as you possibly can. And, of course, one of the great things that happens in that kind of situation sometimes is the person thinks you're overcompensating. What the hell's going on? And, again, this would be, me for me, one of those things where you should have been open again. You're going to say, I might be getting a bit more horny. And they might think, oh, damn, good times are coming. And then kind of be disappointed when you go off. Equally, they might be, listen, motherfucker, I've got shit to do. The stuff the kids need to go to school. We gotta do this, we gotta do that. I can't have you trying to fuck me every five fucking minutes. How do you think people should deal with that? Is it a question of honesty and letting them know? Or as I was actually thinking, funny enough, Steve, as I was going to introduce the subject, taking care of business yourself. In other words, guys, taking matters in hand by your on your own to compensate. I know that with the very rare individual, that's kind of just becomes a preliminary for still wanting to be with your significant other. So how do you think some of our listeners should deal with that one, Steve? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's about balance. And um, look, we demand too much. I, I don't know why people... I, I can look back at the guys I used to train with and I don't know why they, they went and got married and had kids and they overwhelmed themselves and they're barely they're they're making like money, but they're like breaking even because they have like all this expenses. And it's just like have a plane to life, you know? Like if you really, really want to compete and go to Hawaii and compete in the Ironman and take all that time away from your family, and in the evenings you want to spend time training, and on the weekends you want and you wanna you wanna wake up early in the morning and go for a you know, a 10 mile run or a long ass swim or a long bicycle ride with your buddies, then don't get married in the first place. You know, just have, you know, look, you want to do your own thing, then do your own thing. I mean, it's, it's fine. You know, fuck, you know, all these people who tell you that you got to go and get married and have kids in life. Like let them fuck it. Like every time someone tells me something, like, oh, you should go have kids. I tell them, you go have kids. And they look at me shocked. I'm like, what? You like you literally don't have any kids. And you're telling me to go have kids. Or they've been divorced like three times and telling me to go get married. It's like, dude, you got fucking married three times. How did that work out for you? And they look at me shocked. So it's just like, look, the hypocrisy out there is unbelievable. You got to live your life. If you love to fucking train, then focus on training. Just be single. You know, you can date, you know, casually, but you don't have to. There's no rule that you have to go and get into a relationship in the first place. And that's, I think, monster, that's the common denominator of all these stories we see you hear. And you have to scratch your head when they come on the forum and they start complaining about their spouse. You know, then why did you get married? You know, if your spouse wasn't making you happy before you got married, you think they're going to make you happy after you got married? You think you're going to be happier if you get married? It's it's No. And, um, you know, usually what happens is um, in, in a marriage, over time, you guys start to resent each other. Because I've heard this so many people from married people my age. They're like, well, if I wouldn't have got married at 25, I'd be rich by now. I would be a real estate tycoon. I would have started a business instead. If I wouldn't have had kids, 
I would have taken that money that I'm spending on my kids and and built a business and been rich by now. So why did you do it? You know, stop listening to what society says is the right thing to do. There's absolutely nothing wrong with going out there and being like, fuck, I want to get to the Ironman in Hawaii. I want to fucking become a professional bodybuilder and taking that time to do it and just staying single and not dedicating yourself to having a wife, not dedicating yourself to having children, which is a huge responsibility and just be single and enjoy life and, and just enjoy yourself. If you enjoy life, then your loved ones around you will enjoy being around you and enjoy it. And your friends will enjoy being around you. But if you're miserable and you're not happy with your life, then nobody's going to want to be around you in the first place. So that's, that's basically the basis of this. And at the end of the day, Steroid use, it's an issue if you're a younger person. It's its probably going to be more of an issue than you get older. As, as Mobster alluded to, when it comes to everybody now, in America at least, they're on TRT. So it's likely that any woman that you date, if you're in your 40s and 50s, any woman that you date is going to have an ex-boyfriend or whatever who who's jabbing himself or is taking Androgel, you know, the cream, the TRT cream. Yeah. So she's going to know about this. It's not going to be a big deal to her. But if you're 20 or 25 years old, I can understand how a woman that you're dating is going to be a little concerned or a girl that you're dating is going to be concerned about that because she's going to be like, you know, why, you know, why is this, does this guy know what he's doing? That's, that's the key part of it. And I think that that kind of, um, I mean, I, I didn't mean to take the whole conversation 180 mobster, but at the end of the day, if you don't know what you're doing, of course that your girlfriend is not going to like what you're doing. But if yeah. you know what you're doing and you prove that you know what you're doing and you don't you're not like a drug addict, you're not an alcoholic and you don't eat crap. And she sees that like, wow, this guy he doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't do drugs. Yeah. He eats great. He knows what he's doing and he looks the part. He has a six pack. He looks amazing. And he uses some steroids to kind of the icing on the cake to take him to the next level. I can respect that. I respect that. Who am I to to tell him that what he's doing is wrong, what he's doing, I'm, I'm concerned about what he's doing. So prove so to one. her, prove, prove it so to here's her. One, yeah, here's one, Steve. So an obvious analogy, and you've already kind of uh, alluded to it just then, is health, right? So a partner should, if they loved you, be concerned about your health, okay? So if you sit there like some kind of idiot meathead, male or female, and you're like, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to go on like a pro cycle, and I don't give a fuck, and I'm going to blow up, and I'm not going to be like veins and shit. Uh, then, then if they, unless they're crazy fucked up like you, they're going to wonder just how healthy this is. Am I going to lose my partner or boyfriend? Is he going to be out trying to fuck everything with a pulse and so on and so forth? So again, that education is part of this, and again, the informative is part of this. So if you explain, for example, that you spoke to Steve, a mobster, you've been onto the forums, and the guys have given you a real sensible low dose kind of cycle. You're going to be getting the blood test. You can show them your blood test. You can literally on your phone, on an app, on an email, print it when it comes in the mail, whatever, Steve, you can show them. And you can say that you're making sure that everything's on point. You're going to tell them that you're going to be doing cardio daily for your heart health. You can see, as Steve said already, ironically, just how healthy you're eating, but they're still going to think. And here's the thing that's kind of fucked up, and this is where education comes in again. TRT, don't prescribed to you by a doctor is kind of okay why because it's prescribed to you by a doctor 
But steroids that you got from a dealer, what you got from another kind of lab is not, even if it's only for you to do something that's a little bit more than CRT. So it's an educational thing, Steve. The health of the individual should be a part of that. They don't want you to be doing hardcore drugs and fucked up. They shouldn't want to unless they're an addict themselves. Same with booze, alcohol, smoking, whatever. Same thing should apply to steroids. They don't want you to do stuff that's going to hurt you. They don't want you to get a torn peck in the gym. They don't want you to come in with a back injury. They don't want you to die in a gym because a machine collapsed on you. Of course they don't. They love you. So when you tell them you're going to be taking drugs, steroids, and the media is giving this great thing about how bad that is, steroids are bad, okay, and you're doing something that's really kind of moderate, mild, you're doing a cycle once a year for eight weeks, 12 weeks, whatever, you're actually going out and there's a purpose to it because you're winning competitions, you're, you're you love competing, but they love seeing you on stage. You need to have this conversation that I'm not going to try and fuck my liver, my kidneys, my whatever. I'm not trying to tear pecs or bicep. I'm trying to be as healthy as possible. And I'm just going to, all these things, all these things, Steve, so much of that is about communication. And again, if you do this, and especially if you're in a relationship with the resident kids, because then it's that much easier, Steve, they can help you. Now imagine, instead of having the stuff online where you're complaining about it, you've got a real supportive partner. It's a completely different situation, Steve. So guys, listen, re-listen to this podcast. Go over some of the tips we've given you. But ultimately, education and information. And try not, as best you, apart from maybe Christmas presents and birthday presents, try not to keep secrets from your significant other. And you'll, if you don't, and if you educate them, fingers crossed, guys, you'll get them on side. Please note, we are not doctors and the opinions are ours. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. A podcast for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.